Hi, it's Jan. This is all that matters. It's great to be on with you, and uh, I thank so many of you for writing in. And those of you tuning in to my Apple podcast, um, of course, I'm on Spotify and many other, uh, wherever you find your podcast. But if you get on the Apple podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you if you leave a rating there. Let us know you are there. It really means a lot, and I appreciate it. And, you know, I'm looking at this, you know, here we are late, late in the year in December, and we've been going through this pandemic, and I was kind of interested to find out that during the pandemic, um, more people are playing the lottery than had been expected. And I, that was like sort of a strange um, piece of data that came up, and I was so interested in that. I found out um, that even as you know, unemployment rates have soared, so have lottery sales. Um, and many lottery officials are saying that they're like totally taken by surprise and even looking according to Arizona uh, lottery data back in April and May of 2019, their lottery sales had totaled 185 million. But at the same time this year, there were 222 million. And most of these are on scratch ticket sales. So it just, you know, people are just figuring, you know, people are at home, uh, maybe looking for entertainment uh, when they stop by to get some gas or something like that. But many people, I think, are also looking to have that big breakthrough. You know, I hope spring's eternal. Um, you know, I remember hearing about two families in the Midwest who won the lottery at some point a few years back and split something like $381 million. And I had a hard time wrapping my brain around a sum that big. Um, I'm sure most of you would as well. I mean... The insanity of it all boggles the mind. I guess I just take a deep breath and imagine you toil all your life just to get by and one day you're driving home from a long shift and you stop for gas and as long as you're there, you realize you're thirsty, you grab a soda, you're paying for gas and soda, you take a few lottery tickets in change, tuck them away in your back pocket, head home. Next night they pick the winner. And lo and behold, a couple of numbers sound familiar to you. So you reach in your pocket, you pull out the tickets, and you're a multi, multi-millionaire. All because of six numbers falling into place and the fact you needed gas and a soft drink. Yeah, we haven't had that experience too often. Most of us have never had that experience. But it has happened in the last four or five years to several people across America, and they also have this El Gordo in Spain, this huge um, lottery, and one often held at Christmas time. Um, you know, people are always looking for that and always looking for that moment of, can there be an instant change or uh, instant shot of wonder? And... Look, this is America where, you know, people are raised to believe they can turn adversity and sheer will into wealth or stardom. People get on YouTube, sing a few songs, hope to get discovered. There aren't a lot of Biebers out there, but it happened for him. 
Home of computer empires being forged in garages. Oh, yeah. We know about Apple. Home of instant millionaires. We're discouraged that only an infinitesimal, teensy, tiny few will ever hit the big one. Are we? Forget about it. It's the dream, folks. It's the wild pie-in-the-sky realization that it could be you as well as the next person. And I think that that's what keeps it all going, this lottery, even during the pandemic. So despite the white-hot excitement of winning a lottery, I'd like to reframe this whole thing. I want to point out that there are moments in our, in our lives that make hitting the Powerball jackpot pale in comparison. These are moments that touch the soul. And because they do, we don't just taste a fleeting morsel of heaven. We inhale life. These are the instances when our hearts are kissed by spirit and the breath of life is pumped into our being as if for the first time. And it might, it might occur with the touch of a loved one recovering from illness. It might occur with the reunion of long-lost lovers, the birth of a child or a grandchild, that first pure kiss connecting you with your soulmate, or the final shared moment before someone close to you dies. Or any number of sacred moments that your mind is recalling right now, I want you to think about that. That moment that was exquisite, was worth all the money in the world to you. This experience is plucked from a place in you that money can't touch. It represents and transcends lotteries, even hard-earned wealth, for it forms the apex of our humanity. These are the sacred moments of our lives, and we all have them at one time or another, every one of us. Even better than winning the lottery moments can be filled with the bittersweetness of loss and redemption. The one I'm going to share with you belongs to my sister, Ethel. My sister was and is the only daughter born in a family of three other siblings, all boys. Born last, she was the apple of her daddy's eye. Named from my father's mother, Ethel Faith grew with the poetic perspective of our mother and the theatrical passion of our father. In my family, we all drink life with a pretty enormous thirst, but my sister possesses a singular and striking earthiness and passion born of our Vermont roots. She is a vital human being, teeming with conviction and creativity. The elementary children she taught for years received a gift beyond imagination, just being in her presence and under her tutelage. Throughout her life, her bond with our dad was truly heart-touching, transformative. When Ethel experienced marital woes and the trials that came with divorce and single parenthood, my father felt the pain intensely and personally. And when he died, 
Ethel was inconsolable. Several years went by before Ethel met a special man, one who loved her with a fortitude and loyalty that matched our dad's integrity. And on the morning of her marriage to John, she put on her wedding dress, brimming with thanksgiving for the new life upon which she was about to embark. Taking in her reflection in the mirror, she was suddenly felled by intense sadness. So she sat down on the edge of her bed, and as she did, a realization hit her, filling her with such a sense of lost opportunity that she felt her heart would break. Daddy, she called out in hushed tones, I finally got it right, and you're not here. Her head bent back against her pillow, her cascading hair down, laying there on her bed, Her hair was just as it was when our father tucked her in as a little girl. In the next instant, out of the darkness of her sorrow came light. And my sister, years later, tells of this moment with tears welling in her eyes. At that exact instant, the intense pain of our father's absence met her exquisite joy in her marriage to John. I'm right here, Ethel, came the warm whisper of our father's voice, and a million blessings flooded her soul. I don't care how many million dollars you win. You'll never touch a moment like this with money. It comes only with the opening of your heart. I want you to think about one such gift when your breath was taken away by the sheer wonder of a redemptive voice or a touch, or maybe it was an experience with nature. Cherish that memory this week by opening that space within you more often. Determine to be aware whenever it happens again, and it will. There's no gamble in that. That's a sure bet. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein. And this, this is all that matters. <laughs>